This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting Corporation and Supertalk Mississippi Media. Thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Jolan Insami, your co-host, joined by economist Natasha Serdorch, co-founder of International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable guests include leading voices from business, government, media, energy, technology, healthcare, and the broad policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Spotify. Visit America's Roundtable at americasrt.com. We invite donors and advertisers to reach us by visiting our website, americasrt.com. Welcome to America's Roundtable. This weekend on America's Roundtable, we are honored to host a great American, Congressman Derek Van Orden. His journey of public service started when he joined the Navy at the age of 18, served America for 20 six years and retired as a U.S. Navy SEAL senior chief with five combat deployments and several others to troubled areas in the world. His first combat deployment was to Bosnia-Herzegovina. Derek continued his service with multiple combat tours to Afghanistan and Iraq. Additionally, he served in the Horn of Africa, Asia, Europe, and South and Central America. He understands the great sacrifices made in protecting the United States and our fellow Americans. He lost close colleagues, the tragic killing of his former teammate Ty Woods and fellow SEAL Glenn Doherty during the terrorist attack on the embassy annex in Benghazi, Libya. Derek has also starred in the motion picture Act of Valor and is a best-selling author of the title A Book of Man, A Navy SEAL's Guide to the Lost Art of Manhood. Congressman Van Orden serves on the House Committee on Veteran Affairs, Agriculture, Committee on Transportation and Infrastructure. And on this note, we welcome a true American hero, a great patriot, Congressman Derek Van Orden. Good morning, sir. Welcome, Congressman Van Orden. Well, good morning. Congressman Norden, during our Solidarity with Israel event, which took place on Capitol Hill in December 2023, you shared about your personal fact-finding trip to Israel, which you took immediately following the devastating Hamas's attack on Israel on October 7. And your words were shared via various media reports, and I quote, I have multiple combat tours around the world as a Navy SEAL, and this is by far and away the most shocking and horrific thing I have ever been exposed to." Unquote. This past week, you spoke on the House floor in support of providing emergency supplemental funds for Israel. Uh, Congressman Van Orden, could you kindly share with us what you witnessed during your visit to Israel in October? And the reasons that aid for Israel has not been approved by Congress yet, already four months after the terrorist attacks. Yeah, well, I'm not going to share in detail exactly what I saw, because I don't know what your entire listening audience is. And the things that took place were so horrific that I would hope no child would ever be exposed to that. Even just hearing about it, the things that the Hamas savages did to men, women, children and infants intentionally is nearly indescribable. And to say that this was a 21st century Holocaust is a, it's a very real analogy because Hamas just went through different kibbutzes and towns and slaughtered Jews in the most horrific way possible and did the most graphic and despicable things to women and children um, than you can imagine. And you can fill in that blank and it's terrible. One of the reasons I went over there primary reason is I made an oath to Jew the Jewish people when I retired that if something like October 7th happened, that I would help 
the Jewish people to the best of my ability. And I mentioned this when I was talking to you guys, and I, I failed to mention that to my wife. And she didn't understand why I was trying to get back into a combat zone after surviving so many uh, without even being injured. I, I don't have a purple heart, which is fantastic. And then I told her I had, uh, I took this oath and she asked me why I was still here. Mm. And that's definitely a SEAL team wife. But um, I went there so that no one could ever tell me that those things weren't as horrific as they were. No one can ever tell me that they didn't take place. No one can ever tell me that there's any type of equivalency at all about what's taking place in Gaza right now compared to what took place in October 6th, because there was a de facto two-state solution in a ceasefire October 5th. There was. And everything, no matter how horrible it is, it's taking place in Gaza right now, is a direct result of the attacks on the Jewish people in Israel on October 6th, period, end of sentence. And the reason I spoke on the floor is because unlike the vast majority of my Democrat colleagues, I've spent my entire adult life either training for war, training someone else for war, planning for war, or at war myself. And they conflate um, what's taking place in Ukraine now, which is terrible, with what's taking place in Israel right now. And I'm afraid that some of the people in the Democrat Party are simply anti-Semites and they're hiding behind this. And we know this because Rashida Tlaib was censured for anti-Semitic comments calling for the genocide of the Jewish people. So that's a factual statement. And here's the difference between what's taking place in Ukraine and what's taking place in Israel. Vladimir Putin wants territorial gains. He wants to completely control the Black Sea. Then he wants to control the grain belt of uh, Europe, which is Ukraine. He wants the territory. Hamas, Iran, Hezbollah, ISIS, Al-Shabaab, uh, several folks from different countries around that region want to eradicate Jews as a people. Mm. They want Jews to become extinct. And that is radically different than someone wanting to take your land. And I'm not in any way, shape or form justifying what Putin is doing in Ukraine. I'm not. I'm just saying there is a very distinct difference between trying to get territorial gain and eradicating a group of people from the planet. Mm. And that's why I very proudly stood up once again and asked my colleagues, implored them to get aid to Israel right now. Some of them took a, a what they saw as a principled stance about not sending money overseas. But this is what I say. If we're not willing to spend money, and it is deficit spending, and I understand that completely. Sarah Jane and I raised our kids on a budget as an enlisted guy. Mm -hmm. Single salary. So I know budgets. But if we're not willing to spend money to protect Israel, to prevent them from being eradicated from the face of the earth, what, what is worth spending money for? So the folks that took that, what they viewed as a very principled economic look at this, to be fiscally responsible, I simply disagree because of the gravity of what we're discussing. Uh, the anti-Semites in Congress, I have no room for you. You do not belong in that institution, nor would a member of the Ku Klux Klan. They don't belong in that institution either. And you, neither does anybody that's calling for the eradication of the people simply because of an immutable characteristic such as being a Jew or being black or being white. It's inappropriate. So I'm standing again, and there are several of us with, in Congress that will stand with the Jewish people from the beginning to the end, so the river to the sea never takes place. 
meaning the eradication of the Jewish people from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea. Congressman Van Orden, Iran-backed proxies have attacked U.S. air bases with greater intensity since President Biden took office in 2021. And in fact, since 2021 through April 2023, just months before October 7, U.S. officials said Iran and its proxies carried out more than 8080 attacks on U.S. forces in the Middle East. And Congressman Van Orden, according to an NBC report just released a few days ago, it states, and I quote, Despite large-scale U.S. airstrikes against Iranian-backed militants across the Middle East, Iran is continuing to provide weapons and intelligence to its proxies, unquote. And Congressman Von Orden, we also know that Iran is has its ambitions to develop nuclear weapons. And according to the International Atomic Energy Agency, they reveal that Iran has increased its output of 60% enriched uranium and enrichment levels of around 90% are required for use in a nuclear weapon. Congressman Van Orden, is the Biden administration taking the Iran threat seriously? And what should our fellow Americans be aware of when dealing with Iran, which apparently has received just appeasement from the Biden administration? The answer to your first question is no, they're not taking the threat from Iran seriously. Uh, but let's let's peel back the onion. People, it's so funny. I mean, it's and it's simultaneously pathetic because the short-term memory of, of folks, you know, due to TikTok and all their stuff, think about this. Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine, took the Crimea, annexed the Crimea when Obama was the president and Joe Biden was the vice president. Mm. And Iran was doing a lot of stuff. Bashar Assad was doing a lot of stuff. Obama drew the red line in the sand. If you use chemical weapons, we're going to, you know, take you out. And a week later, Bashir used a whole bunch of chemical weapons. Obama did nothing. Obama gets out of office. Trump gets into office. Iran attacked us. And Trump said, if you do this, you're going to pay. Iran attacked us. And we killed Soleimani immediately later. No warning. Done. The head of the RGC, guys, right? He's out. Four years, Vladimir Putin does not mess with Ukraine because President Trump told him, if you invade Ukraine on my watch, I'm going to bomb the Kremlin. And everyone said, oh, my gosh, he's going to start World War III. Vladimir Putin's like, well, you know, maybe I just won't do that. Trump's out of office. Biden takes over. Unilaterally decides to abandon Afghanistan, which he did. None of our NATO allies wanted to go. They're like, do not do this. Okay, you want to pull back? That's fine. Leave Bagram, the airfield. He said, nope, we're out. And abandoned thousands of American citizens and our allies to terrorists in Afghanistan. We just had a meeting about this, an uh, yeah, official subcommittee hearing under foreign affairs. My friend Brian Mast, another great, strong supporter of the Jewish people, actually fought in the IDF. Um, mm. They're still there trying to get them out. 90% of the special immigrant visa eligible Afghans were abandoned by the Biden administration in Afghanistan. 90%. Mm. So Putin has got cable television. So do the moles in Iran. And if you think, oh my goodness, if you're willing to abandon your own citizens to terrorists in droves, what are you going to do if we do something? That's why Putin invaded um, Ukraine. That's why he did that. And that's why Iran has been emboldened around the world to attack our soldiers and sailors and airmen and Marines. Two Navy SEALs were lost in the Red Sea. They were boarding at Dow to seize advanced conventional weapons that were being shipped from Iran to the Houthis that have been attacking international shipping. That's why two of my Navy SEAL brothers are dead. Mm. The three soldiers are dead. 
because the Biden administration has completely blown off any threats from Iran and Iran has completely blown off the Biden administration because they know they're toothless. Here's, here's why the Houthis came out after the series of attacks and said, we're still coming for you because the Biden administration gave Iran and all their proxies a full five day warning saying, we're going to attack you. We're going to attack you. We're going to attack you. We're going to attack you so that they could evacuate their people and sensitive equipment out of the sites that we were going to attack. They're not doing it for real. It is, it's all for show. And it's because the Biden administration has been projecting strategic weakness for such a long period of time. And there's multiple reasons for that. One, I believe that the president of the United States has been compromised by foreign entities. Mm. Prove that not to be the case. And I'll give you a nickel. This guy and his administration is uh, a corrupt, lawless administration. And so they're not going to pay attention to us. They're not going to stop attacking our soldiers and sailors, airmen, Marines, until they understand that there's a person in the White House that will hold them directly accountable. So what does it look like right now? Ironclad sanctions on Iran. You want to shoot uh, rockets and have the Houthis shoot missiles at oil tankers? We need to sink tankers if you're shipping stuff out. I'm not talking about attacking Iran and Iran's soil, but completely stop any their ability to get any type of money at all. It's going to dry up. Hmm. Attack the proxies that attacked us and destroy them utterly in the middle of the night without any type of warning. And then if that doesn't change what's going on strategically, then we can have another discussion about that. But I'm not a fan of starting World War III again. Hmm. And it was proven under the Trump administration with a strong hand that these people will stop these attacks. So if we can do that without starting World War III, then that's what we need to do. Mm. But if the Iranian regime is dead set on starting World War III, then we need to win it immediately. Mm. But again, I want to be very, uh, I want to be very clear. I'm not a proponent of uh, throwing gas on the conflagration that's already taking place in the Middle East. And if we show strength, we will have peace through strength. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, since President Biden took office, uh, we have had an invasion of illegal migrants through our open U.S. southern border. And according to the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, just in four months of this fiscal year, since October 1, they tracked over one million migrant encounters. This is another record high, uh, the fastest increase in encounters during the same period historically. Chinese illegal immigrants are the fastest growing group of illegal border crossings. While in 2023, the CBP encountered over 37,000 Chinese migrants, it accounted 20,000 since October, which is roughly 150 Chinese migrants per day. If it continues like that, we're going to have 60,000 by the end of the fiscal year. And instead of taking a responsibility to secure the border, Biden administration is fighting against Governor Abbott of Texas, who is securing the Texas border. Uh, Congressman Norden, taking into account that fentanyl is killing over 100,000 Americans a year, terrorists are crossing our borders, some 300 were caught, rising crime is perpetrated by illegal migrants, and taxpayers involuntarily are funding illegals, how should we secure a border? And how and when to deport individuals who are in our country illegally? Well, let's just all say what we know is true. Let's just say it out loud. The Biden administration is doing this on purpose. The Biden administration reversed a series of of the Trump administration's policy decisions on purpose. They saw it was having an incredibly disastrous effect 
and they're leaving the border open on purpose. So this is not an accident. You can't pretend it's an accident any longer. There's eight provisions that Joe Biden could do right now that would stop probably 90 plus percent of the border crossings. One, you end catch and release. You reinstate the remaining Mexico, entered into asylum cooperative agreements. You end the parole abuse, detain inadmissible aliens, use the expedited removal process, reigning taxpayer-funded benefits for illegal aliens, and issue a proclamation to suspend or restrict entry. Okay, so the President of the United States has the statutory authority to stop all people coming in the border, all of them. Those other seven things, Biden could do that right now. And he knows he could do that right now. Well, I I would think he would know, but after last night's performance, you know, what does Mm. the talk that Biden had? Oh my gosh, the press conference? Like, I don't know if he Exactly. So- However, his advisors, the people actually running the government, that certainly is not Joe Biden, I don't think at this point, which is terrifying. They know this stuff and they could do it right now, but they're playing politics again. They're trying to figure out some way to blame Republicans. And let's remember, there's a calendar. The Internet's forever. Uh, Mayorkas should have been impeached the other day. Hopefully we're going to impeach him this coming week because he's doing this stuff on purpose. And you can just track it on a calendar. There's a series of graphs that are produced by the Biden administration because they have to keep these statistics showing that they know what's going on and they keep it open. The only reason, the only reason the Biden administration is addressing this problem now is because their polling numbers have gotten so bad, they have to address it politically. And that is a dereliction of duty by Mayorkas and by the president of the United States. So these guys need to be held accountable. Mayorkas should have been impeached uh, last week when we were there. Some people made some votes that I disagree with. Israel should have gotten the uh, supplemental um, support right now. But I want everybody listening to this to understand, if you can look at how the Biden administration and the Democratic Party in the Senate and the House are treating Jews right now, and you're still voting for a Democrat, it's on you. Mm. Traditionally, um, there's been a lot of supporters in the Jewish community that vote Democrat and contribute millions and millions of dollars to the Democratic Party. You're you are actually you're literally paying someone to help eradicate you as a people. Hmm. That's factual. You look at look at the Democrat Party in the House and in the Senate. Don't listen to what they're saying. Look at what they do. Hmm. And see what Biden's been doing, trying to hold Israel accountable for all this, that, and the other thing. Not real big fan on shutting down Hamas, is he? Exactly. Hezbollah, right? That's factual. Mm -hmm. So I'm asking my Jewish friends, my brothers and sisters, to wake up. Mm -hmm. Stop supporting people that are working against you as a people. Stop giving them money and stop voting for them. I mean, that's a real thing. Absolutely. And anybody, any sentient American that wants to have any semblance of law and order, you need to get a hold of your senators and congresspeople and say, you better be voting to impeach Mayorkas because he has done this on purpose. And you need to not support President Biden in his re-election or whoever else is going to slip in there because I think he's probably going to be out of there before. I'm, I would say Biden's going to step out right around convention mm-hmm. time. Turn over his delegate to somebody else because this is getting so, you know, it, it's so egregious now. And you know what is on that note? CNN actually fact-checked his press conference. CNN fact-checked his press conference and brought up the three most egregious lies. And I'm like, okay, now we know. It's time. Now we know the Democrat Party wants to get rid of Joe Biden. But again, to all my Jewish friends, my brothers and sisters, if they throw Joe Biden out of office or if they don't allow him to run or if he resigns, the next person, it doesn't matter what their name is, their gender, 
their skin color. They're going to pick up exactly the same policies that have been working against the Jewish people in perpetuity. Right. Absolutely. Just a week ago, Congressman Van Orden, President Biden issued an executive order targeting Israeli citizens, specifically Jewish settlers in the biblical heartland of Israel, Judea and Samaria, also known as the West Bank. And the sanctions were placed on four Israeli settlers involved in attacking Palestinian citizens in the West Bank region. And first of all, we all know that Israel is a rule of law country, a strong rule of law nation, and it does go after anyone committing crimes and criminal acts against individuals. And Yaakov Katz, who was the former editor-in-chief of the Jerusalem Post, uh, mentioned that these sanctions on Israel is meant to create a moral equivalency between Hamas and Jewish attacks. And we also realize that Biden is now shifting his focus to Arab American voters who are opposed to Israel, mostly in states like California, Michigan, Florida, and Texas. Congressman Vororden, should Congress take a leadership role and overturn this terrible Biden executive order by passing legislation that invalidates it and which actually Congress has the power to do so? Well, my party, the Republican Party controls the House. And if we pass a bill trying to overturn the sanctioning of uh, Jewish settlers by President Biden, it would never get through Chuck Schumer's Senate. It would be a, it would be a virtual signaling bill. So Chuck Schumer, he's, he's a Jewish American. And when we went to the Stand With Israel rally that we had in Washington, D.C., he gave this incredibly impassioned speech about how important it is to protect Jewish people and then completely ignored the billions of dollars that we passed in the House to help the Jewish people militarily to protect themselves from extinction. So I'm asking you, stop listening to what these people are saying and look at their actions. We could pass... We could pass every single thing in the world to protect the Jewish people from these foolish things, and it wouldn't get through Chuck Schumer's Senate. It would never make it to Biden's desk, and if it did, he would veto it. So you guys have got to wake up. This this is the watershed moment. I mean, so many more Jews got killed on October seventh uh, than they did at Kristallnacht mm. uh, prior to the Holocaust. But guess what? If more Jews had paid attention to what the Nazis did on Kristallnacht, more Jews would have uh, been alive because they would have left Germany. Mm. So wake up. Mm -hmm. There's only so much we can do in Congress to help. And I'll do anything I possibly can, but I'm a member of the executive branch and Republicans only control one sixth of the government. Mm -hmm. So help us help you. I mean, if you guys, if you guys wake up collectively and just accept the fact that a political party that you've been affiliated with for a very long period of time has been doing you dirty. Mm -hmm. It's going to help. There's only so much we can do. Mm -hmm. And just briefly, I mean, what you said, that since Joe Biden became president, he reversed all good, effective President Trump's effective domestic and foreign policies. And this country right. has been deteriorating on both fronts. Less Americans believe in American dream today, while our military service members are killed abroad. And you mentioned that the Biden administration, there was a chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan. Then Russia invaded Ukraine. China escalated its threats towards Taiwan. NATO member Turkey established an alliance with Russia. We removed economic sanctions and gave money to Iran, which funds Hezbollah, Houthis, and Hamas. And they're attacking our men and women in uniform. 
We are witnessing major disruption of the world trade. Congressman Van Orden, how do we restore American dream at home and America's leadership abroad with the policy of peace through strength that you mentioned as practiced with President Trump? You put that together beautifully because they're all connected. Because all these world leaders, I said this earlier, have cable television. Mm. You understand the Biden administration warned Iran back in January that they were going to be attacked by ISIS at a funeral to commemorate the killing of Suleimani. So the Biden administration compromised our tactics, techniques, and procedures and intelligence gathering capabilities to warn Iran, who's been attacking American servicemen and women, that they were going to be attacked by ISIS. We didn't get, I mean, I didn't get a phone call. Or I'm sure Biden didn't get a phone call saying, hey, oh, by the way, we're going to send a suicide drone in and kill your soldiers. Make sure they're in a bunker. That's how foolish this administration is. Mm. Um, so how do we get back to that? We keep the House. We take the Senate. And we take the White House back. Mm -hmm. So we get President Trump reelected again. We kick out some of these bum senators and we grow our majority in the House. And then we have two years at least to get this house in order. Right. And it's got to take place. The world is falling apart. We're closer to World War III than we've ever been, we have ever been in my lifetime. Absolutely. Mm, right. And it, it rests solely on the Biden administration. Right. Yeah. Don't ever forget that. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much for your leadership and thank you so much for your time, Congressman Van Orden. We wish you continued success in your important fight for Americans and for the principles that we share. Thank you so much, Congressman Van Orden. You're welcome. Uh, anytime. You have a great day. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting Corporation and Supertalk Mississippi Media. Thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joe Ladensami, your co-host, joined by economist Natasha Serdorch, co-founder of International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable guests include leading voices from business, government, media, energy, technology, healthcare, and the broad policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Spotify. Visit America's Roundtable at americasrt.com. americasrt.com. Follow us on Facebook, America's Roundtable, and Twitter at americasrt. We invite donors and advertisers to reach us by visiting our website, americasrt.com. Thank you.